Happy uh, belated birthday. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> now I sound like a, a good friend on uh, on the podcast, remember. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So what'd you do? How'd you celebrate when you got home? Packed my shit, met up with my friend who's watching my dog, and I got on a plane to New York. So, <laughs> yeah, a very, uh, very eventful birthday. Welcome back to the Beast Coast. Beast Coast. Is that, is that what we're calling it now? No. Okay. <laughs> right. We are today. Yeah, man. I'm having one of those, all right, New York is cool moments. Yeah, you caught the snow and the cold. I know. Freezing cold. Yeah. It's actually not that. It's kind of refreshing in its own way. But uh, yeah, people definitely better looking in New York. I, I, I forget that. Mm. Uh, more diversity. Yeah. Uh, Forget that. Definitely. Um, I think you'll be good. I think you have a good weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to uh, to little Jay for the birthday uh, <laughs> birthday song. Yeah, with little kids, um, you don't have to buy presents. You just get them to do one thing, and you're good. Yeah. So it's so very, very, very cute. Like I say, though, his, um, you know. He could work on some of the tone, you know what I mean? It wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really flat throughout, you know. Interestingly, he, um, I was just like, oh, remember who dropped by? Say happy birthday. And then he remembered your name and put it in there. Oh. Um, so he does know who you are. Oh, that's Just nice. so you know, yeah. you were known in the world. The the dude that randomly brings him gifts uh, periodically. <laughs> that's actually, that's, that's, a, that's a good uncle. That's a good uncle uh, reputation I have. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Good job. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, let's uh, throw that at the front of the uh, podcast and break my son as a new artist. I think he's he's a contender compared to what I've been hearing on, <laughs> on the radio from some of you R&B singers. Yeah, I said it. Um, come get me. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we put him on some auto-tune? Yeah, put a little auto-tune, a little reverb. Welcome to Microaggressive. Two friends, two coasts, too much to talk about. BG in San Francisco. It's Jay from BK. How does it feel being one year old? Any advice? Any uh, plans for the new year? Wow, this is a uh, oh, it's an interview. I'm curious. I know it's a it's a new it's like, a new B. It's like Oprah, Oprah J. Um, it's weird to think about being closer to forty than not, and I don't know why. You know, but humans we have weird attachments to numbers, so like round numbers or like decades mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it's crazy. Like what we were talking, like back when we lived in Boston, that's like over a decade ago, and it's just like a decade. I can't like I couldn't have that much shit happen in my life that it's been a decade. But it's like yeah, it's been a minute. So I think it's I don't feel old, but I think 
there's been all this amassing of different experiences. I'm like, oh, fuck. Especially not just at work, but you see people like younger in their career are kind of looking up to you for advice. And you're like, why are you talking to me? I don't know shit. And you're just like, oh, actually, I've done a lot of stuff. Compared, especially compared to somebody younger. So I think just, uh, yeah, coming to grips with the fact that, like, the shit ain't, the shit ain't, uh, <laughs> the shit ain't in practice mode. It ain't stopping. It ain't stopping. <laughs> um, though I have said multiple times <laughs> that, uh, average life expectancy for black men is 72. So I'm officially hitting midlife, which is exciting. Uh, I can wall out and do a lot of stupid shit and just call it my midlife crisis. So I'm gonna, I don't know, get a crazy hair, get a crazy haircut. I don't know. <laughs> so you've done that. That's what I'm saying you, you might have already so had a got... life crisis. <laughs> Took up a hobby. You got the the mohawk the marathon. Like, yeah, you're doing it. So what you're yeah. saying is I'm not gonna live to be 72. So I've already hit midlife. And I'm fucked. Awesome. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I just really... Uh, not to sound like on some fake deep shit, but... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Birthdays are weird, right? It's kind of like... <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm acknowledging the fact that on this arbitrary calendar, like, I'm a year, I'm a year older. You should kind of take that energy into every day, right? But we don't. So there's part of me that wants to like not make a big deal about it, but it's also the only time we usually make mm-hmm. big deals about stuff. So it's like New Year, birthday, like gotcha. anniversaries. Uh, so yeah, in my midlife, uh, let's go back to fun and joy, and hoping that I do not end up the old dude in the club, which, as you know, is my biggest fear. So. <laughs> You don't go to clubs like that though anymore. That's the problem though. When you just when you become the old dude in the club, you don't you just end up there. You know? Really? I, this is my this is what I assume. We should put on the playlist that uh that Fonte that little brother track where Fonte talks about going to the club as an mm-hmm. old man. <laughs> That's my fear. <laughs> I end up on Instagram with some stripper on my lap. Uh as always happens in my life, random New York sightings, a city of eight million people. I tell like basically nobody I'm coming, uh, and I run into somebody who I worked with 15 years ago randomly in a bar, and remember them, which is I think the most impressive thing. Um, well, I I have a I have a my memory is weird. <laughs> so we're we're chilling in a bar, um, in from the snow, and you notice somebody, and you recall who they are, and then what happened. Because we were debating whether or not you should go up and approach the person. And for me, if it were me, somebody I met 15 years ago, I would probably just act like I didn't know who they were and go about my day. But you went up and you you talked and what happened? Nah, it's weird. Like, I, I just remembered her. And it's like one of those moments where I haven't seen her in 15 years. Probably haven't. So you saw the kid version and then the, not the kid version. I mean, it sound like that. Cool. You saw the young version and then the adult. Final yeah, I mean, we form. were like, I think we were in college or she was, might have still been in college. And yeah, it was like weird. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's her. And 
I look different, you know, I look a couple, couple LBs mm-hmm. uh, lighter now. And yeah, it just went up. It was like, oh shit. And as I approached her, she was looking at me. It's like, I think I know you. And I was like, yeah, like we, and so then it came back and we caught up and it's, but it was one of those things where it was like, we didn't do that. Like, oh my God, like, give me your phone number. Give me your email. It was just kind of like, so weird. We ran into each other 15 years later and like caught up for 10 minutes and that was that like there was no fake oh my god let's do this oh next time i'm in san francisco next time we're in new york because obviously in 15 years we haven't (laughs) we haven't kicked it (laughs) i know (laughs) so i was like you know what now that i'm seeing you in person reminds me of all the times we should have kicked it it's like no i always give a chuckle when people say that let's keep in touch uh but if you're out there if you're out there and you're listening, yeah, like I would keep in touch. Yeah, you're still quite attractive, young lady. Uh, <laughs> uh, that sounded see that sounded like an old man in the club. You're still very attractive, young lady. Jesus. <laughs> do you have Do you have some minutes on your calling card? <laughs> Here's my pager number. <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh man! <laughs> See, this is what happens. You just get old. Your game gets weak, and you end up buying bottles at the club. For... <laughs> <laughs> That's how that it is. Happens. That. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like every time I'm almost every time I'm in New York with you, I run into somebody. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, you really live is. here, and you run into nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. Yeah, it's crazy. I live in the same, I live only about 10 minutes away from where I grew up, um, 30 minutes away from my high school and maybe 45 minutes, no, 30 minutes away from my middle school. I don't see anybody um, anywhere, trains, anything. Everybody takes a three train to get out of Brooklyn and I never up in anybody. It's crazy. Oh, that was the... <laughs> So, uh, inquiring minds want to know, uh, so you've got, you've got jam coming, AKA number two, uh, was this the result of Mexican mm-hmm. Viagra? It was, um, <laughs> Mexican Viagra, average lobster, uh, alcohol, definitely. Um, a little bit of other things. Uh, Are you supposed all mixed to not have Viagra and alcohol? Um, Sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's definitely advised against, but not not a crazy amount. You know, enough to get nice on a cruise on a Saturday night. I want to say it was pointing the exact moment in time. I, you know, it's funny, and I will point this out to her. I know, I know the exact uh, session. <laughs> I know where I was in space um, at this time, and oh. I have a picture of five hours prior to that time with the whole family so <laughs> we were technically all in that picture um way back when and i will point that out to our embarrassment yeah. multiple times yeah. maybe when next time you go on that cruise you go to dr roberto's secret pharmacy and give him a picture you know how like your pediatrician <laughs> have pictures on the wall <laughs> they'll put it up on the wall <laughs> be like proof this works i was just thinking biagra i think that's what they called it biagra. Biagra. maybe that's what maybe that should be your daughter's name yeah it sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Congratulations to Mexican Viagra. Um, yeah, you know, we've come full circle on microaggressive. It's, uh, <laughs> we basically track, <laughs> track your sex life. <laughs> uh, annoying was we went to uh, the museum today. We went to see that uh, Yasin Bey. I'm calling most stuff. Um, album. And uh, we were in that JR exhibit and I had to listen to the lady who was telling her friend about the Kevin Hart movie. <laughs> and she's describing the scene where he sells the painting and she's talking for like five minutes. And every time it's like, oh, it's really funny. Um, it's really funny. And then finally she ends and says, yes, it's really no. funny. And um, it was the worst <laughs> retelling of that story. And I wanted to interrupt and tell her, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Just in her, her story, because uh, the guy was trying to sound interested and she really went through the whole thing and all the emotions she felt, and it was really, uh, it's really annoying. It was. I thought it was I really think, loud. I think they annoying. were on a date. I um, think he was doing the. Yeah, oh, I think was she that was, was. That makes with, sense. I think he was okay. just there, being like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and she was trying to tell an interesting story. He was like, "Yeah, yes. oh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh yeah." I was like, "Ah, oh, this seems painful. I hope y'all get some later because something has to be worth this painful story." That makes sense. I say that's like yeah. a, that was like a that's an early Saturday date too, man. That was like what? It's like Saturday at noon. You go to a museum. That's a see. That's the type of date that you're hedging because you're like, I'm not going to give you a prime mm. time slot because a prime time slot mm. would have been something a little bit later. Thinking you could parlay that into the evening. But you're like, let's meet up at the museum at noon. Mm. You're just like, I'm checking the box. I'm going out with you. Oh, <laughs> I thought you missed something else. Sorry. Uh, keep the, keep the, the evening, evening open. open. <laughs> yeah. Though you could argue if it goes really well, maybe you could parlay it into a full day date. However, then you, then you, you check, check the box. Check the I'm saying. Man, that's a new, uh, maybe that's the title of the episode. Check the box. Yeah. It's a good segue from your Mexican Viagra. Yeah. What have you, what was the longest date you ever went on? Did you ever have one of those dates that just went from like morning to night and just, or like you talked all night to the early morning? Um, my, f I've mentioned this before. I didn't really go on <laughs> dates. So I would say I've had a, maybe a handful of dates and the ones that i remember are the ones with my wife um they were the ones where it became like a, a night became a evening became a, a morning um so yeah i would say a handful but all with one person i didn't do dates i told you that dates <laughs> made no sense like i had to meet you where i meet you uh but to go somewhere else didn't make sense to me and i was on some shit when i was younger where if i paid for a date i was a sucker um, not that I was being cheap. I was just like, I would have to really like you to take you out on a date. And um, I didn't go on a lot of dates. I personally feel like we're both adults here. Like, just split mm -hmm. the bill. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't even like a, a pay thing. But yeah, I agree. Even if I did do it back then. Um, and she both contributing to a fund <laughs> to determine whether or not you guys want to continue this uh, joint venture. It's a business agreement. So I remember I went on this date. It was a weird situation. So there was a woman 
we kind of used to work together. Uh, like we worked at the same company, but not in the same office. And we uh, we would see each other from time to time uh, when I, when we both worked there. And somehow we got back in touch years later and had met up for like coffee one day. One of these like Sunday afternoon, let's meet up for coffee or some shit. Or maybe we met up for brunch with like her friends or some shit. It was very kind of platonic. And we just spent the whole rest of the afternoon just like walking around and talking. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. And then she was like, oh, I'm coming up to, to San Francisco in a little bit. We should grab dinner or something, some shit. And I was like, okay. So we grabbed dinner and uh, it, it definitely started to feel like a date vibe, right? It was very ambiguous what it was. Uh, started to feel like a date vibe. I think she we went to this like sushi restaurant and so then the bill comes and it's just like no one's making a move right <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and I'm you know I, I'm like I don't know what this is and even if this was a date I feel like mm-hmm. I at least would like you to offer you know what I mean like yeah maybe I, I, I'm feeling you know, magnanimous and want to be nice and shit. But I was just like, there was no, there was no move. But make the attempt. No make the attempt. Movement, right. So yeah. then, you know, I learned from uh, somebody once, sometimes what you do is like, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You put your card in, expect them to put their card in. Yeah. Um, I don't think I did that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was like no movement was happening. And I guess I was not in a place in my life where I felt like being direct. So I like put my card down kind of like slowly, you know, like giving them a chance, <laughs> like mm-hmm. rustling in my pockets, like, oh, mm-hmm. where's that wallet? Can't can't get into that wallet. Put the card. <laughs> I ended up paying for dinner, right? And I didn't really care, but I was like, oh, you know, that was like a little mm-hmm. presumptuous, I think, on her on her part. I think so too. And uh ended up back in my place, uh, you know. One thing led to another. Uh, we checked the box, so to speak. Uh, and we were talking afterwards. And it kind of came up like how neither of us knew if it was a date or not. And she said, she's mm-hmm. like, if, well, if I had paid for dinner, then it wouldn't have been a date. So I was, I was like, okay. So basically what you're saying is I paid for this. <laughs> yeah. You were bought. I was like, I don't feel comfortable with that. Like, I like the sushi wasn't that good. Um, and if you want... wait again, <laughs> is this a double? Uh, I enjoy checking the box. The sushi wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I found that very uh, like we were saying earlier. It's. It's crazy how, as progressive as we try to be as a society, how slow we are when it comes to relationships on some traditional shit. Yeah, agreed. Like this woman's got like two graduate degrees, and it's like whatever, but it's still on some. Well, you're gonna pay for my dinner, and then it's a date, and then we can like check the box. And I'm like, no, if you want to check the box, let's just check the box. Why well, we got to go through this whole eating bad soup? <laughs> that is a good experiment though to um take your card put it on the table but in front of your seat and then walk away and then see what happens because i think that if 
uh, she took my card and gave it, even if I put it out, I'd be kind of offended because you made the effort to reach all the way over to my side of the table to take my card instead of all the way into your purse right by your waist to take out your card. Um, that is I think I'm, I'm just distrustful. Um, I think she'd probably like pull up the Amazon app and start ordering some shit with my credit card number. So I did go out on a uh, this actually wasn't a date. This was just a check the box. Um, it was, <laughs> well, it's going to catch on, man. I'm telling uh, you. <laughs> with this woman. And I was at her place and she told me a story that she had earlier, like that week or that month or whatever, like met some guy and came he came over and then she got a text from her bank that so dude like i guess while she was in the bathroom or something in her apartment like went deep into her wallet and took like the credit card that was like behind the main credit card so like she didn't even notice and apparently also she had like a gift Mm -hmm. card in there to like a department store took that yeah wow and i was like that's so your man took it or maybe he didn't take the card but took the number or some shit but he had the address, he had the card number, and he went... And he was at her house? At her house. Oh, where was he again? Yeah. Shit. So that's something like, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's that's fucked. But I was like, damn, that's game. Um, so it's like, you meet somebody on Tinder, <laughs> and they come through just for, to check the box, but then they uh, <laughs> fucking rob you. <laughs> yeah. So a coworker um, allegedly ended up leaving the job for unrelated reasons. And um, I, interestingly, I think I mentioned this on here, um, people who didn't even know him immediately went to social media. And it's crazy how much information you can get on social media. They'd never really talked to this person, but I went upstairs and I'm like, uh, what's going on? And they said, oh, did you hear the guy downstairs um, got fired? And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. What was the story? I don't know, but... Um, I think he was a crazy guy anyway. What do you mean? Um, well, on social media, there's this girl blasting him and says that they met on uh, Tinder. No, no, they didn't meet on Tinder. Another girl complained that they met on Tinder, but the first girl stated that she met him in the lobby of her building. He claimed that he was coming to visit his daughter who was out of town. Um, so he asked if he could stay at her place. Wait, what? While he waited for his wait, daughter wait, wait. to come a, in a, and a stranger a stranger, stranger. asked you yes. if i could wait yes. in your house yes yes what she assumed because he was in the lobby i guess it had a doorman come or something on, that he was a tenant so she let him have been stay the delivery here. dude um he could have been the dude putting a, chi- yeah, it, a chinese it made no menus. sense like <laughs> Exactly. But there are some gullible people out there. So she allegedly, she lets him into the apartment. He's staying there. Um, All he's doing is watching YouTube videos. Um, All of a sudden, she realizes that some jewelry is missing. She realizes that her credit card is being accessed for purchases um, while the guy is there. So the way that she writes the story, um, he was essentially like extorting her in her apartment, which also doesn't really make sense because... You have access to the police. There's a doorman downstairs. There's a lot of ways you could get out of this. But her reasoning was that 
Um, she didn't want to be a bad neighbor, even though she never met the daughter that he claimed to know who was living there. Yeah, yeah. So um, in her story, her timeline or whatever, she writes how um, he's abusive to women. Um, wait, wait, she wrote wait. that he wait, wait. How allegedly. Does, how does she know he's abusive to women? He just like. Well, she wrote some post about how he allegedly um, he knew another girl who posted online and acknowledged that she knew him and that he held her um, near the railing over a balcony and that he was a weirdo and that he did the same thing to her. So we didn't know. You couldn't tell if there was any validity to the story. Um, she claimed that she had all these like police records and that he was a scammer and he was a drug abuser and um, all the stuff. And you couldn't tell if it was just slander, like a bitter woman scorned and a relationship that didn't end the way that she wanted to. Um, but the way she wrote the story, you thought this kid was like a, a convict, like a killer, like a angry guy only out for himself, a sociopath. Um, and we never found out what happened because the guy never came back. Obviously he got fired. But it was a whole lot of speculation. And like I said, people who didn't know him only knew him through that story through social media once he left. Damn. So it's crazy how uh, rumors can start. If it was a rumor, it might not yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, don't let people in your house. That's the story. It's more of a story. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, that's the number one story. Yeah. We could end it right there. Um, very crazy to let somebody come into your house. She claimed it was because he was attractive and she oh, felt shoot. like... Um, they had such good conversation and they bonded over wine in the first um, couple of minutes and she got a good vibe from him and then she let him, she let him stay. Okay. Did she let him check the box? Oh yeah. They admitted oh. that. She admitted that. So you meet a stranger so. in your lobby. He- <laughs> it sounds ridiculous out loud in sequence, but um, wow. that's what she's claiming. Wow. But I have had friends who, who've done that. Um, I knew when I was in college, there was a guy... Um, weirdly enough, there was a guy who ended up hanging out in my, um, ex-girlfriend's apartment at the time with her four or five other roommates. They just got a new roommate. She was an underclassman. All of a sudden, this other guy started, um, hanging out in her room pretty much 24 seven. He was apparently a male prostitute who was using her apartment to chill at because he didn't have a home. And... (laughs) Because it was technically half her room, they kind of let it happen. But it's weird. You have this random dude who's just chilling in a room full of full of girls you don't know. And he's there every day, like going to the kitchen, going to the bathroom, taking a shower. So there are people who can get by just skating from one couch to the other. Yeah. Uh, people are trusting. I'm not. I'm not. No. <laughs> I mean, I definitely, you know. My therapist might say there's some other issues going on there, but there's definitely been times I'm like, this has been awesome. It's time for you to leave. I, I, That's yeah. reasonable, though. You're saying the thing that needs to be said that people don't normally say. It, except I would it's say it a nice way. So this was back in the day. Remember the zip car? Uh, back, back in Boston. <laughs> Let me get that zip for you, bro. So this was, this was, this was like pre-Uber, pre-Lyft. And... Mm-hmm. Where I lived was like a little bit far from uh, like public transportation, or it was like it was mad late at night. And I remember Zipcar; they used to have this promotion that between the hours of like eleven and seven a.m., it was like half price. And they used to like send emails that be like having a sleepover, blah blah blah. And I was like, all right, they know what they're doing. 
So I would be like, marketing. I'd be like, hey, you know, there's like a zip car right downstairs. Let, I, let me drive you home. It was very chivalrous of me, but I also, I just wanted to sleep in my own bed. <laughs> so, and how did that, like, how did they respond to that on average? Was it like, a, were they taken aback or are they like, oh, cool. That's, that's thoughtful of you. Oh, it was very thoughtful of me. Cause I mean, no, but I mean, did you ever get any pushback? Like somebody looking at you weird, like, oh, okay. What? Uh, yeah, I'll go. No, no. And do you push through that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would definitely push through that. I mean, sleep is a very important thing for me. I'm already a pretty shitty sleeper, and if like, I don't, I don't know. It's like a, some people you want to check the box, some people you want to cuddle. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, they're not. They're not always. But aren't you tired? Like after they're not always overlapping. After you're done, like you want to just chill in your bed and just, just maybe hug a hug a side of the bed and just uh, ride it out. Because they get get dressed and then get in the car and then drive there and then drive back. Like I mean, this, gotta be in bed. I mean, this was the grad school days. I only had like a full size bed. I mean, like there wasn't <laughs> wasn't a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it was very chivalrous of me uh, and practical. And I got to sleep in my own bed. They got home safe. And, you know, I guess the equivalent would be like, I just give them cab fare. <laughs> like, that, I feel like that would be more insulting. It's like, yeah, like, I think so. Like, how many miles are you going? About 20? 20 to cover it? Nah. Yeah. Any any exchange of money after that is it's a little awkward. <laughs> But however, if I buy you sushi dinner beforehand, it's crazy. It's a real world. It's a it's a very it's odd uh, situation. But um, yeah, I think as you get older, you just. I remember. <laughs> this is me telling on myself. Uh, so uh, you know this obviously. I was in a very long term relationship uh, for many years, mm-hmm. and. I was single for the first time and understanding what it was like to be single uh, and uh, ended up in a situation, somebody I knew and we were at this party and one thing led to another is the holidays and I like end up uh, uh, at the person's apartment. Uh, we, 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 we check the box. We have a good time. Uh, and, uh, and I'm still like I'm like newly single. I don't really understand what it's like to be single. And I was like, oh man, that was you know, it's, it's awesome. Somebody I know, we're friends. We were always like attracted to each other, but like we were always in relationships. Mm-hmm. Now we're both single. So like the next morning, you know, uh, there was definitely a vibe coming off from her of like it's time for you to go. But I did not understand that vibe because uh, I was like. Okay. It's the next morning. It's time to check the box again, because yeah. that's what you do. Because that's what you do when you're in a relationship, right? And like you're just yeah, like, yeah. I right, like good morning to you too. Um, I eventually got the sense uh, that it was time for me to leave. Uh, no boxes were checked that morning, and I remember, you know, it's almost like, almost like walk of shame, you know, like I'm wearing like, <laughs> I don't think I was wearing a suit, but you know, I was like out of. Uh, like a party the the night before and I'm walking through the streets of Boston and I remember texting you and I was like, yo, I don't know, man. I feel weird. Like, did I just ruin our friendship? Blah, blah, blah. And you were like, nah, 
you you just you just had a one night stand and i was like oh <laughs> that's what that is it's yeah, like yeah. that that yeah yeah that feels different i didn't know that's what that was that was the uh, cool that was fun now get the fuck out <laughs> yeah it's funny when it's when it's the reverse with the genders um so with um the misses our first night was like uh, technically a one night stand um oh, except we knew one night stand each other that turned, was gonna be the next day <laughs> one night stand has it, turned into kinda, a lifetime yeah. <laughs> you're right so it's funny because she um she gave me the talk the next morning so you know i'm waking up um and i knew what the situation was but to hear her vocalize it like so um let's not make this weird um we're gonna see each other later today let's uh just keep it like a regular day and i'm like oh yeah okay we'll do that um but it was so refreshing i don't know it was weird being on the other side hearing it said to me in that way but it's weird when you're in the uh opposite of the gender roles and you get that talk <laughs> it's like you were just but i guess it helps you... <laughs> yeah basically basically i was like damn i thought i, I thought i did <laughs> did a good job yeah um uh, let's i'd rather not forget this uh event but if you want to Push past that we could do that. And here we are now, many years later. <laughs> the one night stand that would not go away. <laughs> the, the 15, 10 year, 15 year one night stand. <laughs> when someone can't read the message. <laughs> uh, however, however, things begin. Things begin. Yeah. Mm. Uh, other memories of uh, what it was like to be newly single. Uh, I don't know why I'm going down this path today, but I guess I guess this, this episode will be about 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 checking the box. Uh, also, when I was newly single, uh, I was at my friend's wedding. Oh man, I don't know if she knows this story. Oh no, oh, wait, I, think I remember she, that. I think she does know this story. Um, yeah, and it was you know. It, 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 it was the first wedding I think I was at as an adult where I was single mm-hmm. and I was actually in the wedding. I was like a usher or something. And I was like, I, I think I walked my friend's mom down the aisle and you know, so I think being an usher is like a good place to be in a wedding. Cause you're not, you don't have so much responsibility most, uh, like visual. in a wedding party, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but you still get into pictures it's like one level above general admission. You're on display, essentially. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you be you you're obviously trusted enough by the yeah. by the people. You're like a top level recruit, so <laughs> you're like the the main team, and you're up on display. You're in a suit. You're obviously responsible because the person trusts you. Exactly. And you're just there looking good in a suit in front of everybody. So, um, it, yeah, it's a, be- it's a good place. Beautiful segue that would come in handy later in the story. Uh, so we we go out after the wedding and after the reception, and uh, we were down in Nashville, uh, which is a surprisingly fun city, I, I will say. Um, and we're out, and one of her friends. There were two of her friends that were, I guess I was flirting with. Again, I didn't even know what flirting really was at that point. And uh, one thing led to another and ended up going back to my hotel uh, with one of her friends. And this was like, 
I was also just in a different financial place at that point. Like I was back in grad school. So like, I was like broke as shit, but I still had like some points from back when I was working. So I got upgraded at the hotel. I'm like in the penthouse or some shit. <laughs> so like, we're like, right. we're like getting in this like elevator, going to the top. And like, I remember this like old, older woman in the <laughs> elevator was like looking at us. Like, I, I know what's about to happen. And, um, and like I get into like and like this woman, like she was mad cool and I was just like, This is not my life, by the way. Like this is all fake right now. <laughs> like I'm looking real good in a suit. I'm in a penthouse, like <laughs> up in this hotel. Um but it was it was a lot of fun. And uh and I was also <laughs> This is an illusion. But I was also like <laughs> That's a funny thing to build up before you go upstairs. Like this is not real. <laughs> I'm not this guy you're Yeah, person. I was like, I don't go to weddings. This is rented. I don't go to weddings and like <laughs> hook up with people. Uh, I do not have penthouses. Uh, and she laughed. Uh, but it was it was chill, man. But uh, yeah, it was definitely one of those moments where I was like, oh, okay. I see how weddings can be fun. Because you're, you're, you're in that right mood. You're, everyone's looking good. You're feeling you know, hopeful about love and possibility. And you had a lot of alcohol and people are looking really good. So well, we'll emphasize that part. Was this the... Was this the October twenty third one? <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, so it was October <laughs> many the, years ago. <laughs> and fun fact: the story I just told was the story that occurred on that same day, and that's how you ended up being my reminder of my official anniversary. And I have to call you every year to be like, "What? What day was it again?" <laughs> what? With your great memory, you remember, and then I look like a, a good guy. Yeah. What day? What day were you faking that you were amazing and? Uh... <laughs> Instead of going up to a penthouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that must, yeah. so uh, that was... that's pretty cool for you too. Um, sounds like a great night. Like, it, like you said, you dressed up nice. Um, you're the head under the head dude at the time going to yeah. a penthouse out of town trip. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good ending. It's a good night. I remember at, uh, we were talking and issues like, <laughs> I was I was like one of those uh as you know sometimes I ask questions that most people don't ask and I was like how did this happen you know I was like I was like how did we end up here and she was like I don't know you're cute and uh, you're like walked her mom down the aisle obviously you must be a good dude and I was like oh <laughs> little do you know um note to self help more people <laughs> look, at that, look at that kind young man um. <laughs> oh, I got the question though. Um, how did the did you get her out of the room? Did oh, she stay till she the morning? Stay till morning. Did you say uh, it's been real? Uh, oh, okay. actually, okay. I don't. So I remember. Oh, ooh, you bring back flood of memories. So remember how I said there were two <laughs> of them. So the the yes the friend, I think. So, was a little pissed at her for leaving mm-hmm. and uh it was like one of those things we went to one bar and we were flirting and i think her friend was flirting with me i think they were both flirting with me i think none of us knew what was happening um and then i was just like all right me and you like we just connected and then we all went to a different bar and at this point like we're both like do you want to get out of here? <laughs> like, yeah. So we like left and her, I remember the whole time she was like, Oh, she's going to kill me. Blah, blah, blah. 
So I don't remember if she stayed till the next morning, but I do remember there was a lot of conversation about she was going to get back and her friend was going to be pissed. It's like, why'd you go away with that random guy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, funny how I'm a random guy now, but like a few hours earlier, I, I was like, you flirting with me? You have hundreds of pictures of this dude, and, and you know exactly who he knows. You just have to go to the uh, the bride or groom. <laughs> yeah, I could, probably pull, case I could probably pull up the picture right, right now. Um, but yeah, I do remember walking downstairs, and she's like in like this like beautiful dress, and I'm like, in sweatpants and like I like wait with her in the cab line. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like a Cinderella story gone wrong. <laughs> Be funny if you didn't tell her, um, and you came down like a bummy as shit, <laughs> <laughs> or like somebody knock on the door and be like, "How'd you get my hotel key?" <laughs> uh, I do believe in the concept, as as Ludacris once said. Uh, of of and i'm only saying the words i don't believe i don't ever call people this uh i do believe in the concept of hoes in different area codes sometimes i'm that person so this is not gendered um i think it it brings some excitement to traveling i mean assuming you are single or in a relationship where you are allowed to do do your thing uh you're not cheating on anybody you're not being an asshole it's kind of fun you know it's like Something to look forward to. It's a, a bit of a connection in a place. Somebody to do something with, you know, especially if you're in a city like you've never been before. And uh, you can check a box or two. Um, but there's, I don't know, there's something about, it's, a, it's like semi-spontaneous. Like, yeah, you could like go to a bar and meet somebody or go on Tinder or one of these dating apps when you go to a new city. Uh, but it's also nice if you just like have a connect or somebody you know, and it's someplace you travel from time to time, and yeah, it's just a uh, little icing on the cake of uh, of travel. So <laughs> I was in a um, hotel bar. I was in a hotel bar um, over by the South Conduit by JFK Airport. And I was at an event for my best friend at the time. It was his parents' anniversary, and it was at a hotel. We were going to the hotel. Mm-hmm. I come out of the hotel um, conference area, and there's this couple, um, middle age. I guess I was in my 20s, so they had to be in their 40s. Um, you know, cute lady, older-looking guy, um, both drunk and both um, real friendly. So... They mentioned something to, I think, my dad at the time. They mentioned Friendly to you? Nice to everybody, essentially. Like, anybody who walked past, they were friendly with. Um, So it was just, like, a little weird, and I just thought, oh, maybe they're having a good time. And they kept on trying to get into our event for some reason. Um, They would have been the only white people at an all-black event, essentially. But they were adamant about getting in and dancing, which was weird. We get to the (laughs) bar, and I noticed that they mentioned something to my dad. They mentioned something to... Another guy I was with, um, friend of the family, uh, my aunt's boyfriend at the time, who was probably in his 50s. So my dad is maybe in his early, mid-50s, but both older men compared to me in my 20s. And he mentions to me, um, the my aunt's boyfriend, um, he's like, oh, so you know that lady over there, she just bumped into me. Um, right at the front of the uh, men's bathroom and she basically invited me upstairs and said 
um, that she wanted to have me hook up with her while the husband filmed. And at the time, I didn't know what that was. And my dad said, oh, she mentioned something to me, too. And now I'm feeling like, damn, like they want these old ass dudes <laughs> and they got this young, young prime, prime meat. And <laughs> I got no request at all. Um, and it ended up with a conversation with my um, seniors and just this crazy shit that they've done in their life. And it was an eye opening experience um, and conversation. But nobody ended up at that uh, that hotel room. No, nobody. Um, somebody checked, nobody checked the box it wasn't me, that night. But it was somebody at that bar. <laughs> it was somebody. Yeah. They had a type they were looking for specifically, and um, I'm sure they found him that night. You know what? So shout out. Live your life. To that person. Live your life. I remember an awkward um, scenario when I was in college. Um, I went out on... Was it a date? <laughs> I don't I don't know if I counted that as a date. Um, you know, you're online. Um, you're in a college area, and I, I don't even know or remember how I met this girl, but we never went out on a date. We kind of met, I don't even know, damn. I don't know how I got, oh, oh, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I think I met her in a club. Now I, I met her in a club and um, she gave me her number and I took the number, I said I would hit her up, um, ended up meeting her and she took me back to her dorm room. We just went directly to her dorm room and we're, we're chilling. And as soon as I walk in, um, first off, it was weird because <laughs> no, no, no. She was, uh, she was deaf in one ear and I wasn't paying attention when she told me, cause I think right out the gate, I was kind of like, oh, you know, she's cool. Um, but I could tell the conversation wasn't going to be that great, but she wasn't, it wasn't that bad that. I was going to shut down the night. So she's like, let's go to my dorm room. Um, hey, she told wait, me which wait, wait, ear. Wait, wait. Pause, pause, pause. She pause. told me which so ear. You're, you're at a club uh, with a woman who's deaf yeah. in one ear. And the co- you said the. No, no. So listen, we're at a club. We're at a club. And then this is like the next day. So it's like uh, early evening. And we just decided we're going to meet up because we couldn't really talk uh, okay. that much in the club. That's how it was set up. So um, I meet up. Uh, she tells me which ear, and I can't remember which ear. Um, so I end up walking with her on the street, and I'm on her, I'm on her left side. So I'm closest to the street, and we're walking and talking for a good good minute. And um, it's a couple of blocks, and by the end of you know the blocks leading up to her dorm room, she's like. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get a lot of what you said. I can't hear on that side. And I'm like, oh shit, that's right. That's the left side. I gotta remember that. Gotta remember that. I completely forget. And then we get to the room. And first off, it's weird because she has like a lot of religious shit in her room, um, which is a red flag to me. Um, only because um, if anything were to pop off, um, and let's say, you know, our preventative um AIDS broke, I always have this fear that. I'll get the response like, oh, Jesus wants me to have um, this baby. I'll have to carry through with whatever happens. So I'm already like, uh, <laughs> Marty kind of, that's in the back of my head. And it's like crosses everywhere. And that's throwing me off because I'm not the most religious guy. And it's a small ass room. So it feels like a confessional booth some people, some as is. And um, again, <laughs> again, 
I um approached her on her left side, you know, spitting that shit that I spit <laughs> and don't realize that again I'm on her wrong side. So all my good lines and everything, she points out afterwards, yeah, again, um, I can't hear really well out of that ear. So it's like, damn, now we're here. We've both been on the bed for a good minute. I thought we were at a point where we're not at right now. And I just had to excuse myself. I was like, oh, so, you know, it's been cool. Um, I'm going to head out. Um, it was mad. It was awkward. Um, and I just got up Wait, and bounced what? and never talked to her again. But uh, yeah. It's a weird story. Um, but I think I realized all the wasted effort, like all my my mouthpiece game was wasted and I couldn't repeat it and I couldn't recreate it. And I thought I was saying some witty shit. Um, and it was just all on deaf ears, pun intended, maybe. Was she was she was she laughing along? Or were you so in your head that she was like smiling, but I think it was more of like a no no no, I think it was more of like a like a polite smile. Like I know she heard some of it. I know she heard some of it, but I think like the real gems and like the subtle stuff, because I tend to like sometimes um, mumble and run words together. Maybe she didn't get all of it, but I think she was just adding the humorous, you know, ha ha's because she wanted things to go well. But when she told right. me again that she had no idea. Um, so again, a lot of what it was, was like saying. a role reversal. She played you. And like, you know how they say like a lot of times men don't listen to women. They just want to fuck. <laughs> that's what she was doing to you she literally wasn't listening to you <laughs> yeah but just yeah. wanted you back in her, her yeah pretty much and it was not hard to remember the right side i can't believe i <laughs> could not get that together so um, i think sometimes yeah. people with hearing loss like they know that so they they make it a point to stand on the side where they could hear so like she didn't that's what i'm saying so i think what it was was you know um I've had women tell me that they were always told by their dads that the guy was supposed to walk um, closer to the cars. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Yeah. And so we can get somebody like, uh, told me way back when yeah, that it meant chivalrous. Yeah. Yeah. So I always thought it was so they wouldn't get hit by a car, which made no sense because if a car is going to hit me, then it's going to hit you because you're walking right by me. But then somebody told me that uh, um, <laughs> back in the day to walk with a woman on that side meant you were like a pimp. And you were walking your girl on the side of the street closest to the passengers. And the girls, uh. one of the girls specifically <laughs> told me that that was always a thing that her dad told her to check out when she was with the guy. And if he walked her on that side, it meant that he didn't respect her on some irrational bullshit. But she that used that and she called me out about shit. it. That is the dumbest huh? shit I ever heard. That is the it dumbest is dumbest shit. So, you know, in my rationing of this uh, event with the girl... Maybe she thought I was being chivalrous and walking on that side. That's so stupid. Like, I think the origin Maybe. of that thing is also stupid. I think it was like, you know how you're supposed to like lay your coat over a puddle for the lady and like walk yeah, on yeah. that side of the street in case there's a puddle, you know, you'll get hit by the water and not her. And I'm just like, oh, that's what it is. It's like, my shit looks nice too. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah somebody told me it was about um also about people couldn't run up to the to you and snatch you and put you in a car um that was another thing that another woman told me but um i don't want to get snatched up like that's just scary like why do why do i have to risk myself no. um like to spare you i just met you yeah like, let's be real if one of us gets snatched who's who's stronger to fight the person off Exactly. No. Um, okay. I think we have our official stance 
that we are progressive. Mm. I would like to consider myself a feminist. Uh, pay for your yeah. own meals. Walk on whatever side of the street you want to be on. And just communicate. Indeed, It's just like all this like undercurrent of like, well, if he walks on that side, he doesn't respect me. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, like, like I, I don't like if like if all the world is a stage, as Shakespeare says, I don't I don't have time to remember your lines. It's like I, I got to fucking remember if I walk on the left side of the street. Therefore, I think you're not worthy. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, come on now. It's yeah. like, how do people treat you? Get the validation you need by asking for it. And like, if you don't, something doesn't feel right, say it. Like, don't don't wait for somebody to put their credit card in to assume whether or not you're gonna take them back to your apartment. Like, come on, like this is, like, yeah, like life is short, man. I don't have time for this. Brought to you by Micro Guessers. I co-sign everything you say, though. I agree. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I feel like. Um, at some point, microaggressive is just going to turn into like stories of our sex lives. Um, but it's what the people eh, want. Eh. People, people right? can't handle. People can't handle it. They say they want it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, microaggressive uncut. Uncut. Yeah. Shout out to BT Uncut. Shout out to Black Jesus. <laughs> mm. Mighty Casey. Shout out to Black Jesus. Mighty, oh, I was thinking of him. I was just thinking of him. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Uh, a lot of people don't know about that. Thanks, Melite. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even think that's on Spotify. But if it is, you got to put it on the playlist. I feel like we've done that already. You know, I feel shout like out to that network that. for. <laughs> I feel like we may have done what? Talked, talked about BET Uncut and put it on the playlist. <laughs> uh, life changing events. Um, no, no, actually, no. Because I would have put Mighty Casey up if we were talking about it and put it on a playlist. And so now I'm going to find it, Mighty Casey. And what that thing smell like. The good thing about BET Uncut was it was always a good segue if you were trying to end the night on a good tip. Exactly. Literally. Um, Literally. You know, sometimes it's hard to get into the topic of sex. <laughs> but uh, you just throw on BET Uncut. <laughs> it gets dialogue going. And, yeah. Uh, and it's like some, it uh, some really... Uh... Uncensored Ludicrous video. Uh, that's another another song for the playlist. Uh, or the tip drill. T- tip drill. Uh, uh-huh. Tip drill. <laughs> I remember, Matter of fact, uh, that conversation with the guy um, with Nelly swiping the card through the butt cheeks, that led to a good night <laughs> um, off the debate <laughs> from that conversation. Uh, Shout out to Nelly and the St. Lunatics. Oh, wow. Uh, there's so much context that people don't have for you just saying swiping a card through butt cheeks. Oh my god! Please give please give <laughs> more context. <laughs> no, 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 Google's people. Let's keep it mysterious. But nah, Nelly had a video. Um, it was called Tip Drill, and in one scene, he takes out a credit card. I'm pretty sure it was Nelly. It had to be Nelly, unless it was uh, what was the other guy? Murphy? No, who's the guy who carried the bat? Murphy Lee or something. I forget. Let's say Nelly. Didn't you say you saw him on a flight? Was that no. you? No. Okay. Anyway, my point is um, he took a <laughs> credit card, swiped it through a girl's butt cheek. And of all the stuff on BET Uncut at that time, um, 
that was the thing that sounded the alarm and people called him a misogynist and he had to go on like a, an apology circuit, um, apologizing on all these channels about um, how wrong that was to swipe the car through their butt. <laughs> um, but I remember that scene and I remember the debate I had with um, somebody and their roommate at the time and that heated debate uh, led to some good places. So thank you, Nelly and uh, BET Uncut for sparking the dialogue. This is a good conversation piece. That's that's what we hear. That's what we're here you for. You think they'd ever bring that back? We want to. No, not no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. I feel like uh, Revolt could do that. Puffy could do that. No. Unless it's like Nicki Minaj and Cardi B like hosting it, like. Nah, I like the oh hosting it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, so this was the thing that came to mind you wanted to you wanted to clarify your stance on <laughs> on dating white women uh you you felt you felt your oh, words yeah. were were a little uh unclear uh you have you have the floor you have the floor young jay yeah so um bottom line was that i grew up in bed and crown heights and my life, my commute was going from Bed-Stuy to Crown Heights uh, to school and back. And as weird as it is to say in this day and age, back then, um, there were essentially no white people in the neighborhood. It was the MTA workers and the principal at the time, but then she ultimately ended up getting replaced. So I could go days, weeks, months, and not necessarily be in contact with white people, but my access was through media. And at the time, 80s kid, um, the prototype for, you know, beauty on TV and in movies and stuff aimed towards me was either a white girl, but almost exclusively a white girl, blonde hair, blue eyes. So that was the image that was fed into me. And it wasn't what I was seeing, um, in my day to day and what I was attracted to. I wasn't really seeing that reflected on screen. So when I got to high school, that was really my first interaction with, um, white women, I guess. And <laughs> not hating on the school that I went to, but I was severely <laughs> underwhelmed and it just didn't correlate with what, what I'd been fed when I was, um, when I was younger. So the way I described it to you was like finding out there's a, like a, a dude inside of a Mickey Mouse after everybody's telling you like, it's the most magical place in the world. <laughs> um, so I think by then I'd already formed like my attractions and like, who I liked and what I liked. And then the thing that, like I said, people, uh, society was saying was like the best thing since sliced bread uh, was not that tasty. And um, that's how I, I think it already formed my tastes by then. And um, I hadn't really met anyone after that point who really hit my radar. And I don't think I made that clear. It probably just came off as me just being like, oh, I don't like, you know, those types of women just because, but um, that wasn't the case. Um, but there might be something in there. Um, what do you think based on my story? What are your thoughts about what I'm telling you? Basically, you're saying the white women at our high school are so bad. They turned you off to white women forever. <laughs> you ruined me for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm all, I was always open to it, but I just never met anything. It was just like I said, the Disneyland analogy I think is is fitting. Like it just was, it was like, oh, <laughs> this is it. Like 
Is this what it was? Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I see your point. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean... But shout out to like Topanga and Winnie Cooper. Not every white woman on 80s television was blonde hair, blue eyed. I and was a fan of uh, Topanga. Winnie Cooper, not so much. Um, but yeah, Topanga. Shout out to Topanga. Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster was cute. Yes, Punky Brewster. Um, a couple of people. Kelly Kapowski. She was blonde. Alyssa Milano and Who's the Boss? Definitely Alyssa Milano. Definitely. Um, she was brunette. But Kelly Kapowski? Oh, you mean Kelly Kapowski, yeah. Um, what's her name? She was brunette. Yeah. But who was the um the smart one on Saved by the Book? Jesse. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? She ended up in Showgirls. Jesse. Jessica. Jesse Spano. You were into Jesse Spano? You kinda saw that back in the day, yeah. Uh, when when she moved to uh Showgirls. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Okay. You have yeah. Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, that was in Judge Yeah. Jesse Spano and Lisa Turtle. Jesse Spano, the nerdy and, one. And you went Jesse Spano. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I was. <laughs> no, 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 no. First of all, it was always Lisa Turtle, but I found something to everyone. So Jesse Spano, she had that cool like she was authoritarian, but you knew like you know how AC could kind of like weave through that and get to the to the good spots. Um, yeah, that was appealing. Uh, Kelly was cute. Um, she was, I guess, the focus for the show. She was definitely cute, and Lisa Turtle was cute. They all, uh, they were all cute on that show. So when Jesse Jesse made the switch to Showgirls, it wasn't that surprising because in my head she was already <laughs> doing that stuff, so it wasn't really a crazy leap. It was like, oh, of course, this is the obvious move. Okay, let's not do the Olsen twins because they were too young. Who was the young sister that wasn't? You had. DJ. DJ was the older sister. DJ was the older sister. Mm. Then you had um who uh, was the younger sister? It wasn't DJ her. Yeah. Jody something. Yeah. I know her real name and is Jody something. Jody Sweetum. Yeah, something. So DJ, younger sister. Then you had Kimmy, what was the neighbor? Kimmy Gibbler? Kimmy Gibbler for a brief time. I thought Kimmy Gibbler was cute. Um I didn't like DJ, but recently DJ looks she she held up. Um, shout out to her. She's like she's like crazy conservative Christian, man. She is. I think she's on some. Um, I want to say it's a dishwashing commercial right now, but I just saw her. I want to say yesterday. But the younger, the middle kid, she was the one that ended up doing meth. Stephanie, and then she came back, and now she, Stephanie. That was her name. Yes. Yeah. So pretty much anything they threw on TV, I was like, <laughs> I was into um, at the time. All right. What, what else? What else? What other 80s things that we have to uh, to calibrate your, your attraction? Um, Beverly Hills 90210. You had. I didn't watch that show. Andrea. I mean, it was on. All right. All that right. was the nerdy one. Uh, was older. I remember that. And then you had uh, Shannon Tori Doherty. Spelling. Shannon Doherty. And um, uh, what was the other one? Jenny Garth, the one the who went out with one? Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Damn, yeah. you know that show. <laughs> Shit. I, did you watch that show? I, I, you know what? The one yeah. episode I did see was um one where there was a a kid. He was like um a, a background character, 
he had a dumb name and he he got shot. He shot himself with a gun. I do remember that. Skippy, like a very special is this episode. my name, Skippy? I don't know. Yeah, that was the only full episode of that show I saw, and I never watched it again after that. So, um, <laughs> I I do remember that episode. All right, so uh, let's let's skip ahead in time when we were a little bit older. You had Living Single, so you had Maxine, uh, oh yeah, uh, Khadijah, and what was um what was the other one's name? Sinclair. Sinclair, Regine, Khadijah, Max. Okay, all right. So what what is your what is your ranking there? So, um. This show is just turning into us ranking fictional characters. I know, and it's going to sound like there's a pattern, but um, I like Max. Again, same huh. thing. She's like mean, Smart, but... but... <laughs> yeah, but she thought like a guy in that. You know what's funny? I just watched um, me and the missus just watched essentially all of the seasons. It was playing on Hulu. I think they just put it on there, so it was like playing this background TV um, over the couple of, last couple of months. And I would say Max. I always thought um, Queen Latifah was cute, so I would say Queen Latifah. Um, but Max first, Queen Latifah, Regine, and Sinclair. That's my ranking. I wonder. I wonder how many people are turning off the podcast when we just like rank <laughs> our, our crushes <laughs> from the 80s and 90s i'm fascinated uh, i'm fascinated as well, well because i haven't thought about this so, yeah i think uh yeah i think i would go queen latifah's character first i think i would put maxine mm-hmm. last actually on this one I don't, interesting i don't think they, they gave her character a lot of why Wow! Whoa! Whoa! Bring your voice down there. Uh, like, oh no! I'm just curious. Like yelling curious. at me, like defending your love <laughs> for some fictional character. Um, I didn't think my voice changed at all, but okay. <laughs> um, I, I feel like they made her character a little goofy. She got goofy towards the end, but in the beginning, um, she was like no business uh, direct about everything in her yeah. life. Yeah, that was her character. All right, what about Martin? Yeah, Gina and Pam. So first, it was Gina for a brief amount of time. Her head was big though, and I think because Martin <laughs> kept on making fun of her about it, then it started to sink in. I was like, yeah, she does have a big ass head, big ass <laughs> apple head. Um, then it went to Pam because Pam always had a little body, but they always hit it, and um, yeah, then it became Pam. All the way towards the end, when it got bad, yeah, it fifth got season bad. was terrible. Of Martin, man, got real bad. Oh, so what'd you think of the uh, the uh, Yasin Bay Mostef exhibit? Oh yeah, um, it was definitely a Mostef album. It was definitely like a Mostef album. That's exactly what she said as soon as she walked out. <laughs> it, uh, that's exactly how it feels. It was like okay, he's like rapping for like. 20% of the time and the rest doing like some sing song shit. Um, and a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of echo and reverb. That dude loves reverb. He like, he, does. he loves it. Oh my God. It's like 
it's like a little kid found the button in the studio. He's just like, ooh. Um, nah, it was chill, man. Like, I thought it was... It's weird to be in a museum listening to an album on headphones and everybody else is also listening to it on headphones. But you're not experiencing it together, but you're all in the same place. It was the exact opposite of a concert where you're all listening to the same thing at the same time, but you know, you're aware. And it's like the whole crowd, it's like the artist in the crowd. And this was just like yeah. a bunch of people with headphones. And it was weird because I was, I was aware of the fact that I was conscious of how other people were listening to it. But mm-hmm. it was like weird to look over and see people. Because it was just like you were staring at somebody wearing headphones versus you were staring at somebody listening to music. It was weird. Yeah. Yes. So they had these little uh, soda cartons that I had to stare at because the guy in front of me was bobbing his head and he pointed out that it was pretty performative. And yeah. he was doing it to let you know that he felt it. But I wasn't catching those beats that he was, I mean, he was catching. I was catching them, but they weren't headbang worthy. Um, and also you're trying to take in everything because it's like, damn. Like I paid for this shit. I want to get in every little line that he's saying. But you know, when he talks, sometimes he he blends his words much like myself. And um, it was interesting. Uh, I didn't want to see anybody though. Yeah. Kind of want to close my eyes and be in the music yeah. and not be reminded that there were other people around me. I think it even was though we're nice. having a shared experience. Yeah, you having a shared experience. It was nice to kind of have been in the the space for a little bit with the artwork. And just have some time. It it was kind of weirdly choreographed. Like even though you didn't know what to expect, so like everyone's walking around looking mm-hmm. at the art, and then at some point there's like not a lot of art to look at anymore, and everyone sits down, and then they start. That's it. true. That's true. And I was actually wondering, are they going to wait till we're all seated to start it, or will they just start it? Like I don't. Mm-hmm. It was kind of. It was a cool experience. I would, I would do something like that again. Uh, for the right type of artist mm-hmm. like i could imagine like if radiohead did something like that or like mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm trying to think like what other rapper would be interesting um i feel like most stuff makes a type of like rap music where it could work like that and like, you can't listen to like a game album <laughs> like in an art gallery like, uh, i think it would be cool so first off i couldn't tell when that guy was bobbing his head um, it was distracting distracting in the sense that I had to think for a second and it made me wonder, are these synced up at the same time? Like, are we all listening to the same thing at the same time? Because I don't know what that dude's hearing. And then I'm trying to hear what he's hearing in the song. But I think it would be cooler if, let me think of an album. Imagine if Kendrick Lamar mm. put out To Pimp a Butterfly in that format. Mm and then never made a physical copy. I think that would be a cool experience. Um, to release like a, in my opinion, like a work of art yeah. and then not release a physical copy of it. That'd be a cool thing. Huh. Look at us, man. We are bougie as shit. No, so when I found out that he had that concert, I think the first thing we all did in that group chat was kind of laugh like okay, whatever, most, <laughs> like I'm still calling you most, whatever, like this is mad pretentious. And then you said, you know, you're coming in town, might as well try it. And 
it was cool to see the people who were there because yeah. some people didn't look like they would be listening to most most stuff in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was cool to see, and then also, um, you know, as an artist, I respect most definitely what he does. So, you know, may, he should be putting his work up higher than like just putting it on a streaming site, um, and kind of making it a fast food product and saying like, this is my art. Um, stop what you're doing. Be in a room. Don't have your cell phone out. Don't be surfing the internet. Don't watch TV and just listen to what I said, what I what I made, and then feel it, and then go about your day. Um, but forcing people to take the time to listen to it. Um, I think a lot of people, I think we were talking about this at the bar. I try to do that, but so much new music comes out. Um, I'm listening in between rides to the, to work or rides back from work or, you know, late nights or while I'm running on a treadmill and you're not really giving your full undivided attention to the music and you should, um, especially for people you like who are not going to make that much music that much longer yeah what are we listening to this week we got uh uh ludicrous uh, we got that little brother song about being little brother which ludicrous one do you want area codes Hmm? area codes okay area codes we got mighty casey what that thing smelled like is the other one i can't remember who did that one though was that that was black Black jesus Jesus. no it was that was black jesus I'm pretty sure. Are you asking? No, it was Black Jesus. And I'm pretty sure we put this on the playlist, but you say no. But the whole I never the whole world can listen to some more Black Jesus. I'm sure it's not even on Spotify. <laughs> Hold on. Um, we got something most deaf will put on. Um That's it. Right now. And then whatever else I feel like. What have we learned this week? We've learned that uh getting older is not that exciting, but also a time to uh, reflect and uh, just figure out your shit. So we've learned that we're very progressive. Pay for your own shit. Um, <laughs> do your own stuff. Uh, we learned. Uh, I feel like can't be the old dude in the can't club. Can't be the old dude in the club. Got to get out. Got to get out. <laughs> Why you can't get out while you're alive? Uh, we learned that uh, Jay was sold that dating white women would be like going to Disneyland. And really, it was just a hot ass theme park in Florida. Or California. <laughs> but weird guys in uh, Mickey Mouse's. <laughs> it's like Times Square. Um, I, did I tell you about the time that um, my mom, we went to Disneyland. It was me and my sister. And um, Disney, we met Mickey. Disneyland or Disney World? And he, Disney World. Florida. Disney World. I think yeah. Disney World. Yeah. Oh, what's Disneyland? Whatever. It's fucking <laughs> Disney. And um he doesn't talk. So we're going around the park and he kind of waves to us. And my mom is like, Oh, look, it's Mickey Mouse. And he's not talking though. He's just gesturing with everything. So he points to his trailer and then he's pointing to us. What? And I'm looking at my mom like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So we're walking with him to the trailer. I'm looking at my mom like, what is going on right now? Like, he's not talking at all. <laughs> and my mom's just agreeing to everything he's saying. And I don't know this person. And I know there's a person in there. And I was young enough to know that it was not Mickey Mouse. And we go into the trailer. And I guess it's it's a 
mock Mickey Mouse trailer and he's just showing us around the stuff in his room and I'm kind of creeped weird. out. Yeah. Um, my sister was into it, but it was just a weird experience. I vividly remember my mom was giving me away essentially to um to a man in a Mickey Mouse con- costume. Oh, you know, somebody got to pay the bills, anyway. you know. <laughs> oh, we also learned uh, that Mexican Viagra is very effective. Thank you, Dr. Roberto. And uh, we'll be celebrating your good work in it a is. few weeks or months or however long. Uh, weeks. <laughs> we're, we're at the countdown time. <laughs> Viagra. 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 Muy bien. Muy bien. All right. Uh, and shout out to New York City. Shout out to Brooklyn. It's nice to be home. Yeah, welcome and, back. Uh, welcome back. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, good looks. Uh, we will do this before the baby, hopefully. And happy B day. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> How else could you take that shit? <gasps> happy B <B-day>. day. <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. Uh, it's late. It's probably. Oh. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right.